0: Hello, thank you for tuning in. My name is Nella, and welcome to my podcast, Ethereality. A quick background on me, I have been interviewing people about their near-death experiences on the other side, NDE, for the last two years now. I honestly couldn't think of a better use of my time, so NDEs will be a hot topic on this podcast, but I want to talk about other things too, so I created a space where we can talk about all things metaphysical spiritual, scientific, or likely a combination of all of those. Joining us today is Pastor Yvonne Atiyah. Yvonne has a very unique approach to her ministry. For those of us who recognize that there's a lot of truth in the Bible and Christianity, but also see in a lot of ways how mainstream has over time skewed the original message for all you free thinkers out there. Yvonne's approach may very well be refreshing for you, as I always find her refreshing. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for being here today. Thank you, Nala. It is an honor and a pleasure to be doing this with you. Thank you. Of course. So, why don't you start by sharing us the story of when you were six?
1: Sure. Sure. Well, okay, so this is the first time as a child, Nella, that I was open to the supernatural. And so this was a very quick story, but it really shaped my understanding when I was studying a little bit of psychology I got to learn that most of most of us by the time we reach five years old thinking has already been formed so this experience has definitely shaped me and the way I think about God and God is able to do all things but very quickly I was a very furious child so I wasn't the type of child who you say don't do this and I would listen (laughs) and so I was living back in Egypt and uh, we were living on the third floor. My father was always beautiful father, beautiful man, but just so full of fear. Always don't do this, don't go out on the balcony. And so there was this one day where I got a chance to do that, to go out on the balcony by myself. And I pretty much fell. I fell and I should have been dead a long time ago. But as I was falling, something supernatural took place. And that is when I got to see angels. You hear of angels. I I heard stories about angels, but this was the first time that I could actually see them. And what was beautiful is that I wasn't panicking because they weren't panicking. And I was a child and they were not adult size angels. They're not what most people think they are. So they pretty much just looked like me. They were like my size. And they're all in a circle holding hands as if they were protecting me, as if they were just looking at me. And so rather than me freaking out or screaming because I'm falling, that's what I'm meant to do. I was so curious at who these angels were. And so the fall happened so quick. I land on my back. I'm taken to hospital and there was like bleeding in the brain and basically doctor said to my mom and dad this it's almost impossible for her to wake up the next morning because there's a lot of bleeding in the brain and there's a possibility of a fracture in the spinal cord and my right leg was broken so they were like okay if this girl does make it the next morning she will be bound to a wheelchair But God miraculously healed me. And I say that because my grandfather, who was a pastor, he was actually standing in church preaching at the time of my falling. It happened about 7 p.m. He was standing on the pulpit and he was preaching. And someone said to him, your grandchild just died. And I remember people who were telling me later on how he just stood still. He heard the news And he ended his sermon, someone else took over, but he came to my hospital room and he prayed. And he believed, although he wasn't a charismatic guy, he wasn't a type of, you know, pastor who believed in miracles or all this crazy stuff. He didn't. He was just an ordinary pastor, but he believed that God had a different report for me. And so supernaturally, I was healed. And when I say that, and I talk about healing and the supernatural, Sometimes your healing can happen instantaneously and sometimes it can be gradual. In my case, it was miraculous gradual healing. So I'm not going to say that the next day I jumped out of bed and I started walking. That didn't happen, but I did wake up. I, I was speaking and I was speaking more about the angels than anything else. And it was like, I wasn't so focused on the pain or what was going on. It was more like, I saw angels. These are real. And that's how I was speaking. Well, every single day, there was Muslim doctors who were treating me. And so they could tell that this is not the normal, this is not usual. And so they were even telling my my father, we still don't think that she could walk Um, because I was still laying on my back, no mattress, by the way. Um, It was just a flat Wooden slate to try and bring um, healing to my the fracture that's in the spine, and so I wasn't allowed to move. I was in straps. It was just a horrific look, and so the doctors were still telling my mom and dad, "We don't. We still don't think that you can stand and walk." But to their big surprise, I was able to sit. I was able to get out of bed. I was able to take steps. So I was healed. Now. I'm not going to tell you that my mind was transformed the next, you know, day that I was healed. I didn't get up thinking, wow, I believe in the supernatural. I believe that, you know, I really didn't. I sort of lived an ordinary life, a Christian, but just an ordinary life. And so in Egypt, I was hit by very hard persecution because of our faith. We had to leave our country and migrate to Australia. And when I went to Australia, Nella, there was an encounter with God. And the way God encounters us, there are many days, again, it's in your face, but there are other days that it's just subtle. So in Australia, when I migrated there, I began to question my faith, like so many people would do. I forgot about the healing and the supernatural. And I just began to confront God and just begin to say, God, there's so much evil in the world. If you are real, why did you allow this to happen? And why did you allow that to happen? And so there was a big gap between what I was meant to believe. In other words, God is real. He heals, He delivers and a life that is so full of evil. And so life goes on until someone came into my life and I was open. I was questioning my faith. And she said to me, Yvonne, you need to be filled in the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled in the power of God. I did not know what that even meant. I did not go to a church that even believed in that. And so she said to me, um, I'm going to meet with you. like, And I think we tried to book an appointment in two, three weeks, and uh, I'll tell you all about it. And I was like, okay. So then I'm driving to work, Nella, and I'm weeping. And I'm thinking, God. If there is an experience where I'm filled with your supernatural power and where my spiritual eyes are open and I can see in the realm of the spirit, I can see angelic realm, I can bind demonic spirits, I can see who's suffering from witchcraft, why did you not give it to me? Why am I just living like a normal person? And so I remember, you know, feeling so overwhelmed and rather than driving to work, I went and I drove to a Christian library and I I walked in and I said to the lady, hey, do you happen to have a book about the power of God or the power of the Holy Spirit? And I must have looked like silly because to her, it was like, this woman's weird. But to me, it wasn't something I was open to or even knew about. So she hands this book to me. I take the book and I was overwhelmed by miracle after miracle and how God, the design for us, we are supernatural beings. If we are united to God himself, then we are supernatural. We have access to the spiritual dimension. And so I grabbed the book and I'm sitting in my car and I began to read the book for three whole weeks, learning about the real me, learning about what God has for me and that I can see angels, that I can bind demons, that I can cast demons out, that demons are real, that they do exist. All this stuff that many people don't know. And and you know what, Nella, when you look at what's happening in the world today, one of the largest or the fastest, you know, growing industry is probably mental health. So many young people, they are, they need help mentally. And rather than understanding that there are demonic spirits which oppress these people, what do we do? We take them to a mental institute and we drug them. We give them chemicals. And so they go from worse to worse until they end up either taking their life or they become a vegetable. So I was frustrated because I wanted to help people. And so I'm sitting in my car and he comes the first real supernatural experience that happens to me where something, a presence, I don't even know how, I don't have the words for it. The disciples documented it in Acts 2. They said that they felt what seemed like tongues of fire that just came over them. I pretty much felt that. I was in my car and all the windows were closed. There was no rolled down windows. All of a sudden, I My heart becomes so warm towards God. There's no anger. There's no hostility. I knew that God was doing something. And then I'm caught up in a whirlwind. And that was the first time I entered the whirlwind. But I'm in the car and there's this wind that is so powerful. It's acting like a wall, but it's so warm. It's almost like someone's hugging me. And you can't break out of it. Like you can't just put your hand and break out of it. There was no way other than just to surrender. So I'm just surrendering. And as I'm surrendering, I get to feel fire. And when I, I say fire, it is that hot that it can burn you, but it's that cool that it won't burn you. It's it's a strange type of fire. It's not a fire that you see in the world. It's something that is so beautiful and you know it's warm, but it's it, it also had this soothing, cooling presence to it. And it began to penetrate my body from head to toe. And as it began to come into me, all of a sudden, There's a sense of joy and tears. And when I say tears, I was not crying because I was upset. I was so full of joy because I knew God was doing something. And so I was in such surrender and all of a sudden I began to speak in tongues. Now, I was someone, Nella, and I must tell you that he used to be such, I was against this stuff. I was someone who would be like There's nothing called speaking in tongues. There's nothing called the gift of the Spirit. This ended when the Bible was, you know, put together. It was only for the disciples because they needed to speak in other languages, but not for me. And what's the purpose? Why would I even be speaking in tongues? But anyway, I knew that this was God because it wasn't a language. So it started by like baby words, like Clara, Basso, Le, like just very, and then it developed into Clara, leria, Tresta, Claro. It was amazing. And the more I spoke in tongues, the more I felt a fountain of joy that was trapped on the inside of me. And it just began to burst out. And I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm saying. And I'm thinking, what's the purpose? Later on, I get to read and understand that the Bible says that if you speak in a tongue, you speak mysteries. God tells you mysteries about people so that you can help them. God begins to build you up, just like you have a phone and you need to charge your phone. Speaking in tongues is essential so that we are built in the spiritual dimension, not just in the physical, but just in the spiritual. So here I am now, I'm speaking in tongues, I'm praying for people and they're getting healed. I'm praying for people and they're getting delivered. Demons are leaving people and it was just glorious, unbelievably glorious. But this opened up the door to something else that would shape my life and ministry. So speaking in tongues is the door to the supernatural. As I began to speak in tongues and I became very strong in my faith, what actually ended up happening, Nella, was something to most people, they may think it's scary, but it's biblical. And I'm going to explain to people what it is. It is what the Bible calls trances. And so what is a trance? It is a state where you don't really know where you are. You are caught up into the heavenly realm. So you know that your body is here on earth, but your spirit either enters the second heaven or the second dimension where there are angels and demons, or it can even go up higher to the third heaven where the apostle Paul spoke about. And something that set me free was when he said, the Apostle Paul said this, I know a man, he's talking about himself, who went into the third heaven. But then he said, I don't know if it was in the body or out of the body. And that set me free because it means that you can enter the heavenly realms and your body could still be here on the ground. How do you do that? You do that by your spirit. And the Lord had to set me free from a lot of things because I never thought that I was worthy to enter those places. And so I used to think, God, that's for the saints. That's for those people who never do anything wrong and they never have weaknesses. And the Lord said, no, that's not true. If you are in Christ, you're a new creation And you do not do life because of how good you are. It is not about what you do. It's about who you have become in me. You are my child. And although you have your weaknesses, you have your struggles, but at the same time, you are a child of the Most High God. And so I had to receive a lot of healing to accept what God was doing and to believe that this was real. And so I remember, Nella, early in my journey, I told someone, I said to her, listen, something weird is happening when I pray. Every time I pray, I begin to feel lightheaded and I begin to feel so full of rest, so full of peace to the level that I lose connection with this world. And then I rise higher. Sometimes I see a gate. Sometimes I see a door. Sometimes I see, it depends on what I see. And then I hear a voice telling me, enter. And when I enter, it is a place where I get to meet with God. I get to see angels. I get to see others who've gone before me and I get to have a conversation with them and they get to build me up. And she freaked out. She said to me, oh, that's dangerous. You need to stop right there. Because this can be so demonic, Yvonne, what are you doing? You're opening up yourself to the realm of the spirit. And, you know, this can even be a demonic spirit that's doing this to you. And I said to her, how can a demonic spirit fill me with joy, fill me with love? How can a demonic spirit get me to help other people? But then I really freaked out and I stopped. I shut this door and I go, I'm shutting this supernatural door because I don't want to open up myself to demons. Yeah, it's not exactly
0: a mainstream approach at all.
1: (laughs) And that's why I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell you what, a lot of mainstream pastors would be freaked out. Yeah. Because this is why they'll freak out. They'll tell me, hey, if anyone can just go to heaven... Well, they can come back and tell me that's what God told me and they can pretty much go off doing their own thing. But then I always tell people, just because some people can misuse a gift, it doesn't mean that the gift doesn't exist. And I always say this, that the Bible is our, how can I say that it is our constitution? So if someone goes to the heavenly realms and they come back and they tell you, God told me to go and kill my mother. Well, that's not in the Bible, right? So you straight away have to rule that rule it out. You gotta take it out. So what am I saying? We have a constitution. We go by our constitution. It is the constitution of love, joy and peace. It is to build others and to help them grow. So therefore, there's guidelines. When you want to enter the heavenly realms, you don't just come and say anything and anything goes. And I say that because if someone hears me and they're like, Yvonne, you're opening up to people, you're opening up people to spiritual dimensions and they can come back doing anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you know the word of God, you have boundaries. And you know, Nella, you become like the river. Any river has boundaries. The river doesn't just go anywhere. It doesn't just splash in every, it won't be a river, right? But it has boundaries. Our boundaries is the word of God. And if I am in that word of God, then I can ascend to the heavenly realms. In actual fact, In our ministry, we do something crazy. And I tell you, it's not mainstream at all. (laughs) But what we do, (laughs) we do corporate ascension classes. So we have had three events so far um, and they have been mind blowing. And I mean, mind blowing. So the last one I had literally was last week. And what that is, is... (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear what you're about to tell me. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. i tell you why we did this class. We were doing an inner healing school, teaching people mainstream stuff. Like we're teaching, you know, you got to forgive, you got to release, all the stuff that people know. But then what I found out is that even though people went through the school, they still could not forgive. Like if they, for example, have a father who was abusive to them and you just say to them, forgive, is it as simple as that? you just say, hey, I forgive, and then you just feel like you've forgiven? No. So the Lord said to me, Yvonne, if you allow them to ascend to the heavenly realms, I would embrace them myself. I will heal them myself, and they'll never be the same. And I said, Lord, what if I invite all these people and tell them that you're going to do that, and you, and you don't do that? And He said to me, have I ever let you down? Have I ever, ever since you said yes to me, have I ever let you down? And I had to weep Nella, because I was like, no, Lord, you've never let me down. <laughs> so you know what happened? We got people together and I'm telling you, I did it by faith. And I said to them, did you ever ascend to the heavenly realms? And they were like, what? No. <laughs> like, and the biggest misconception they believed was that you go to heaven when you die. And I said to them something. The Bible says that you have already died in Christ. The the Apostle Paul said, I died with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And I said to them, did you die with Christ? They said, yes. If you died with Christ, you can ascend. That's the rule. Because who can ascend? People who died from this world. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Therefore, you can ascend daily. So they all closed their eyes. And I began to lead them in a prayer. And what we do is that, why are people not ascending? Because there's a lot of things that keep us earthbound. And so they are bound to depression. We are bound to problems. We're bound to fears. So what we do is we break. The first thing I do is I get them to break hold of whatever they're holding to. If it's depression, we break it off. If it is fear, we break it off. So they break, 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 break. And all of a sudden they are no longer bound to this world. And then I invite them to close their eyes and I speak a word of God. I take authority over their mind and their their spiritual eyes to open. At that moment, they always, always, always get to see an entry point. The entry point can either be a gate, a hallway, a door, a stairway, it's always some sort of an opening, but everyone sees it different. Where is it mentioned in the Bible? Revelations 4. The Apostle John said, I was in the spirit in the day of the Lord. And immediately I heard a voice saying, come up. And he said, and immediately I saw a door and I entered through the door. And he enters Nella. He sees Jesus seated on the throne. <laughs> It's glorious. And he gets to see everyone worshiping Jesus and they get to say to him, holy, holy, holy. And John gets to be a part. He gets to see that he is the victorious king who is seated far above and he writes the book of Revelation to us. So here I am leading those people into a prayer. And as I am praying, Nella, and you know, I'll send you the video to see and hear their testimonials because I've just got the edit yeah (laughs) amazing so I had this lady and she was abused by her husband it was brutal brutal abuse and she likes sapphires she likes blue sapphires and so I was praying and I said there's someone in the group you're stuck Because you're thinking of your husband and you're thinking of the abuse. God is breaking abuse. It's broken right now. And, you know, I want you to let go and begin to ascend your spirit. You literally feel your spirit. So she began to feel that she was rising higher, she sees a door, she enters into the door, she gets to see Jesus for the very first time, and you won't believe it, he's standing there, and he is hugging her, and not just that, Nella, She, I, I, I said this to her, You love sapphire. You love blue. And there's something that you're receiving. And all of a sudden, she sees him holding a box. He opens up the box and he gives her a blue sapphire right into her hand. She is weeping. She's a mess. I can't even get her back to come to speak to me because she was caught up in heavenly realms. And I said to her, you don't have to come back now. Like, just take your time. Come back when you're ready. She writes me an email. She said to me, Yvonne, I am forever changed. My trauma is gone. I no longer feel the abuse. And all of a sudden, I look and I can see the sapphire um, in the spiritual dimension. And the Lord said to her, you can come into this place anytime. So I just want to encourage those who are hearing me right now. And we're going to pray soon. But whatever it is that you need, I don't know what you need. I don't know if it's a sapphire that will bring healing to your heart. I don't know what it is that you need, but the Lord does. And so why are we stuck to the earth? And there's no solutions here other than chemicals and drugs. And I'm not against medicine, but I'm just saying if I can supernaturally be restored and healed and delivered, if I can have access, and I think we recorded together, I'm not sure if we did or we didn't, but there was an encounter where God showed me the treasure room in heaven because there was a time where I had a lot of things stolen from me. And I thought that they were lost. And in one of the experiences, I saw them in heaven. And the Lord said to me, Yvonne, I held the enemy ransom. And I want you to claim what I have redeemed for you. Where did I see that? It was in the heavenly realms. And so my ministry now, Nella, is not just to come on air and tell everyone, hey guys, I go to the heaven. No, it's not that at all. It's for me to tell everyone that if God did this with me, He can do this with you. If you are God's child, you can ascend to the heavenly realms. The only thing that qualifies you is a real relationship with Jesus. And that's it. It's not about your weaknesses. We all have them. It's not about what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. It is if I'm a child of God, I'm united with Christ. And if I am united with Christ, I can enter into the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. That's what it says in the book of Hebrews. And so I can ascend Whenever I want and I can enter the presence of God, I can allow God to hug me. I can allow God to speak life into me, to encourage me, to strengthen me and to build me. Whatever it is that I need, it is there. And let me tell you something, Nella. Without accessing and entering the heavenly realms, it's almost impossible to do the simplest things in life. Even things like praying the Lord's Prayer. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, I want to teach you a prayer. This prayer is impossible to be done effectively without ascending to the heavenly realms. He said this to them, when you pray, you come to our Father who is in heaven. Therefore, where's my Father? He's not here on earth. He is in heaven. Holy is your name. And then we say, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. How am I meant to bring the kingdom and the rule of God here on earth if I never go to heaven? If I never ascend? How do I I even know that? But when I do, then I can come and say, I am banishing sickness from my body. Because when I was in heaven, I was healed. I am not mentally you know, ill because when I was in heaven, I had a sound mind. So in heaven, I get to see myself as the original, as what God intended for me to be and to do. Earth corrupted me, sin corrupted me, my problems, my traumas, generational curses. So when we go to heaven, we begin to align ourselves with the real us. So that's that's my story.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I have had goosebumps the entire time.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Just to do, you know, Jesus was so simple. We've made him so complex and he doesn't do religion by the way you know the spirits that killed Jesus were spirits of religion he the, he's so cool God is so he's having a great day all the time he wants us to have a great day he he loves it when we laugh and that we're full of joy and we've made made him so you know not cool so we just need to repent and come back and say God here I am if I've walked away from God God I come to you not no, no religious way but just in a relational way that's what this is all about and from there he gives us all gifts for our enjoyment whether it's the gifts of the holy spirit or entering the heavenly realms or whatever it is God has it all for us the only key what do we need to do just get hungry And don't allow offense, you know, so many people, they had a bad experience with God or a bad experience in Christianity altogether, you know. And so they've crossed it out, they've ruled it out. And so I always tell people, experience God for yourself, you know, and God does not have grandchildren. God has children. He wants to be your father. So it's as simple as God, you know, I heard this woman and she's speaking stuff that I've just never heard in church or, you know, I want what she has. Would you open me up to those realms? And from there, God in his faithfulness takes this person and begins to work through their life.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love the approach that you take, how it's not mainstream, because I think that uh, mainstream Christianity actually has a really bad reputation for a lot of reasons. And and it's interesting to see how so many people are already entering into different dimensions uh, without the any sort of christianity umbrella or without jesus in focus there there's so much evidence that shows that this is a possible thing like people are doing it all the time whether they're you know consider themselves spiritual or even like a government agent (laughs) and there's there's declassifieds that are available to read that shows that this is possible this is a phenomena that we are have been given the ability to do. And so it, to me, it makes so much sense that if you're going to access those dimensions, if you're going to travel, essentially, to do it in a safe space. Because there are, as you had said, you know, demons are real. There there are malicious entities out there that do wish to deceive and yeah, and so for me personally, I came from a Christian background. I wouldn't necessarily say that I don't really know how to classify my faith currently because I, I don't identify with mainstream Christianity. However, Jesus is Jesus is my is my homeboy. Like <laughs> and I <Yeah. laughs> like I'm always always gonna be a fan of Jesus, no matter what. And And so like for him to be like my focus on the other side of who I am most comfortable connecting to that, what you're presenting and the way that you approach your ministry is so in line with my heart, my spirit, like my trajectory that that's why every time I talk to you, I'm just like, gosh, I love talking to you. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Nella. Well, let me tell you something, Nella. Whenever you see the ministry of Jesus, you know, I think it's in Matthew 4, 23. He said this. He says he teaches the message of the kingdom. So he's he was not... Let me tell you this. Jesus was never mainstream. Okay? He was a rebel. He was a rebel. Yeah, And he pretty much said to them that my, my role is to bring the, the rule of God, whatever God is to people the rule of God to this planet. And so it says this, he healed the sick and he delivered people from demonic oppression. So Jesus ministered in the supernatural dimension. We are all supernatural beings. We are a spirit. Essentially, we are living in a body and we have a soul. So when I'm speaking to Nella right now, I'm speaking to your soul. If I say something hurtful to you, you know, if I say anything horrible, you'll be like, Yvonne, you just hurt me. And you'll be like, but Nella, I didn't touch you. You know, but it's like, no, you hurt my, my soul. So when I speak to you right now, I'm speaking to the soul. And the soul has feelings. It's your mind, your will, and your intellect and your emotions. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the spiritual dimension. I think it's in the book of John chapter three. Jesus said this to Nicodemus. He said a great mystery. He said to him, what is a spirit is a spirit and what is a flesh is a flesh. What does that mean? It means there's no direct connection between your spirit and your body. You feel in your body. Your body is connected to the five senses. So let's say you have a weakness. It's connected to how you feel and how you see yourself. That doesn't mean your spirit is bad. Your spirit is pure and you ascend by your spirit. Why is it that so many people, they don't enter those realms? Because they are bound by the five senses. That's the carnality. You know, they're like, but this is how I feel. But this is what I do. It's all about do, feel, smell, touch. What I'm trying to get people to understand is that you got to disconnect from the carnality, because this world is a material world. It's all about how much money you have in the bank, what car you drive, and that seems to give people identity. That doesn't last for long because sooner or later, we'll all be on the other side, right? So we need to learn that the other side is home, guys. It is where we come from. So Jesus said this, that in my father's house, there's many houses. I came to prepare a place and when I'm ready, I come to take you. We believe that he came to us when he poured out his spirit, and so we connected with him. Therefore, we can go to our eternal mansion. By the way, maybe people don't know that you have an eternal mansion in heaven. This is where you came from. So when you go back, you are never homesick. I remember, Nella, I used to live in Australia for like over 30 years, and God called us to minister here in the USA. And so for the first year, I can tell you, I was homesick because, and I found it hard to pack away my bags. I was like looking at, because I visited the US many, many times, but every time I would come five, six days, I pack up my bag, I'm on a plane. But this time I'm looking at my bag thinking like, am I not going to go home now? Like, what is this? So many people, they are homesick because heaven is your real home. It is where Amen. you're meant to go and be there, energize, see who you are. We believe that God created us on his image and he is perfect in every way. When we enter those realms, we get to see God for who he is, not how people tell me about him. So many people that have never seen God, yet they heard this person. Teach that God is a judge. He's a grim judge and he's always angry with you. Therefore, I don't want to know God. He's he's not my my cup of tea. And so not just that, because the church, and I'm talking about every church, but many churches, sadly enough, they've shut the door to the supernatural. And church has become a program and I'm so against that. These are churches that shut and kicked the Holy Spirit out. They pretty much said, Spirit of God, get out of here. We have a program, we've got kids' church, youth group, Bible study. It's all pretty much organized. And so there's no room for miracles. What did people do? This is how, by the way, Nella, this is how the New Age movement started. It started by a pastor who came in and was having supernatural experiences. And when he told the pastor, they pretty much kicked him out because they never allowed a room So therefore he took it out of the church. He tried to take God out of it. And so he, and this is how we end up with, you know, people opening up themselves to all those spirits. But let me tell you, without Christ or without Jesus, people can enter the second heaven. And that's mentioned, you know, in many places in the Bible, but that's the place of angels and demons. So that's the place where, and that's why today you get to see a lot of people talking about Angel numbers and who's your angel and all this stuff because they can ascend to this realm. They see angels, they see demons. But what I'm talking about is so different. I'm talking about the third heaven. This is a dimension where the throne room of God Almighty, the creator of the universe, the one who is absolute love lives. And so you enter those places, you're healed, you're delivered, You look, you begin to look like God. People tell me, people look at me and tell me, Yvonne, there's something about you. You're so full of joy. As if, Nella, I had no problems in life. And I used to tell them, if you only know what I've gone through, I've gone through hell and back. So where do you get this joy from? Why are you always so full of joy? It's because I I visit heaven a lot. (laughs) and I see that God is so happy in heaven, and so he's contagious. You just look at Him, and you're like, wow, why am I anxious? Why am I afraid that I might not have enough tomorrow? Why do I think maybe there's no plan for my life? Why when God is doing well and He has a plan for my life? So that security brings me into a place of joy. So this is a place that I want to tell people is available to everyone. Anyone and everyone can say, hey, I am hungry to be in the presence of God and God will be the one who will lead the way. And don't look at God as some religious figure. Don't just think, oh, oh, it's just me to go to church. I'm not asking you to do any of that. I'm just saying, you know, come to God with an open heart. And just say, here I am. I just want a relationship with you, God. I'm struggling. I have all these issues, problems, I have all this, but that's okay. But but I but I need you. And it's in this place where he picks you up and he begins to comfort you. He begins to take you into places that you wouldn't even dream of going because he's a loving God. Yes,
0: absolutely. I'm so happy that you were able to take some time today to share this with me because I I have not heard of anyone actually taking such an approach. And with the background that I have and the work that I've been doing in the near-death experience community for the last couple of years, I am so enthralled with the idea of this, this type of relationship that you have with God, with the supernatural, not not just the black and white, like approach Mm -hmm. that mainstream Christianity has in the sense that they've, like you said, removed this supernatural out of it. And yet I am apprehensive to explore all of that without, I guess that protection, you know, of having your North star set right, you know, and I believe Jesus is that North Star, at least for me personally. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people also could relate to that, Yeah. but it would just be refreshing for people who can relate to that, to know that there are safe approaches that, you know, there are ways of bringing on earth as it is in heaven, you know, bringing yes. that dimension to this one essentially is what you do. And, um, and I wish more people, you know, more people who have ministries would approach their ministry in this way, because I yeah. think that that's what humans are starving for is something, something supernatural because yeah. that's, I mean, back in the day when this stuff was happening on the regular and it was normalized, you know, like, <laughs> Ever since that was that element was taken out, I feel like over time we've just become more and more starving for that connection, and so there's so many different avenues of of searching for it and different methods of spirituality. And I'm not saying all of them are bad or or anything, but I can guarantee some of them are.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And that's the thing. Now, let me tell you of this experience which I had, which is actually crazy. But I went and I was ministering in a place called Mind, Body, and Spirit. I don't know if you've heard about this, but apparently it's a global thing. What it is, it's a big, big auditorium and it's basically divided into rooms. And everyone who has who is open to the supernatural, they hire a room and they pretty much try and sell their stuff. So you will have mediums which doctors um, you will have people who contact the dead. You will have tarot card readers. So it's all this world. And in this world, when I was in prayer, Jesus basically said to me, I want you to go there. And I was like, and this is how I was open up to not being mainstream. And I was like, "Wow, God, okay, um, do what? He said to me, heal the sick. What do you mean? Do what? Like tell with <laughs> my love. Go. And I was <laughs> rocking up. <laughs> And he did amazing things. And I'm going to tell you a couple of things that he's done. So next to my booth, there was a tarot card reader. And that's just to help people understand that a lot of this stuff out there is outright demonic. And I'm going to say that and I tell you why. So she went to her. She came out, this young girl, and she was traumatized. She was in so much pain. And I looked at her face and she was distressed. And I said to her, What's, what's going on? She said to me, oh, I went to this tarot card reader and she had another medium next to her and they prayed with me or did whatever and she paid them a lot of money as well. And basically they said to her, you are going to die. And I said, what, excuse me? And that's the thing, you know, Jesus said that Satan comes to kill, steal and destroy anyone that you go to and they'll tell you you're going to die, you're going to be destroyed, know that this is not God. So I knew that this is not God. And I said to her, do you want to come into my booth? I want to have a chat with you. And she's like, no, what's the point? She even said to me, I might be killed by a bus because she was doing this tarot card thing and she saw a bus and she saw a skull. And she just said to me, you know, go and do everything right in the next few days because this could happen. And you know what, Nella? I'm telling you that the spirit of God is a genius because she comes into my stand. She's sitting next to me and I'm panicking. And, and this lady, she's adamant. She's going to die. She's going to die. And I'm like, God, what do I tell her? Like, what do I tell her? And so I'm speaking to her, laughing, pretending that everything's okay. But on the inside, I'm panicking. And I allow my spirit to go up to the heavenly realms as I'm speaking with her. So there's, there's two things happening here. I'm talking to her, but I'm talking to God right at the same time. And I begin to see God laughing and I'm thinking, why are you laughing at me? I'm stressing out here, you know, and I don't know what to tell her. How do I help this lady who believes she's going to die? And I'm, I'm, and you're laughing at me. And all of a sudden, Nella, I see a cross. And I was like, God, what is the cross? And he begins to tell me, how do people come to me? And I said, I don't know. He said, it's when you have had enough of your life and you come and you say to Jesus, God, take my life. When you say, take my life, Jesus died on a cross, your old life pretty much comes to death. And then you have what we call a resurrection experience and we call it the new creation. So... You know, it's very different to how secular psychology operates. So secular psychology, let's say you have anger. They'll help you manage anger. We don't manage anger. Anger is a spirit. It needs to get out. So, you know, and so you bring anger to death. So everything you receive in Christ is when you come to a death and a resurrection experience. So all of a sudden, I see the cross and my face lights up. And I said to her, hang on a second. Did she just say to you, you're going to die? She said, yes. And I said to her, congratulations. That's the best news. And she's looking at me thinking, "You (laughs) you are nuts. And I said to her, do you know why you should be so excited? She said, why? I said to her, because when you think of a seed, right? What happens when you plant the seed in the ground? What, what is the first process? She goes to me, oh, it dies. And I said to her, and then she goes, and then it comes out to life again. I said to her, she is trying to tell you that your old life is dying and you're going to have a new life. Can I pray for you to have this new life now? And she's like, are you serious? Is that what it is? I said, yes. So I prayed with her, this woman Bella, who came in and she was so dull. I'm telling you, she was like, God, I'm a new creation. I am full of life. I have a new life to live. Where did we learn that? It was a mainstream. It was me ascending to the heavenly realms and saying, God, I'm panicking. What do I tell this lady? And he shows me the cross. And he said to me, it started on the cross. You die, you resurrect, your life begins again. And this is the deal, Nela. He said this to me, resurrection is so much more powerful than life. If you are alive, you can die. But if you have resurrected, you do not die. You can cross to the other side and come back. You are, let's see, resurrection life means it is a power or a force that has overtaken or overcome life itself and that is why we don't believe in death we believe that the moment we close our eyes even when we come to so-called die we pass into the other side we've already done that in our spirit but our physical body will but it's not something freaky it's not something that's scary It's where we belong. It's a place we go to all the time. But this is just a beautiful example to encourage people that God is not traditional, guys. He's not boring. He's not, you know, do this, do that, and then you're saved. And then, no, it's not that at all. God is so fun and he has a plan for you to restore you and to help you live your best life and be a blessing to other people. Jesus was out of the box guy. He really was. He was crazy radical. You know, he would go and touch a bleeding woman. You don't do that. You know, rabbis, if they, if you touch a bleeding woman, seven days you can't minister, you can't earn an income. But he did. He touched a leper. He, he pretty much was like, what are the rules so I can break the rules? <laughs> That
0: was Jesus. Yes. That's why I say he was a rebel.
1: He's a rebel. You know what I'm saying? So, those hearing me, whatever it is, if you're, you know, struggling, if you are, whatever it is, I want you to know that God is able to pick you from where you are and bring you to a place of restoration without being religious, without the box that most mainstream for us absolutely well i think it's time to wrap it up would you like to pray for us yes? amen let's and pray all the listeners yes amen let's do that so those that are hearing this i just want to you know bring you or invite you invite you into those places i just want you to come and say lord here i am I heard about this radical Jesus who is outside, who always thinks outside the box. And even if you've crossed him out before, this is the time to say, I want to give it a new try. I just want to try it again for myself now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, those that are hearing this right now, the moment they just cry at you, the moment they just say, here I am, Lord, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would pick them up, that they would feel such an embrace. I am... Praying in the spiritual language to release the power of God over you. So just receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, here it comes. I release the power of your presence. Some of you, you've never felt this before. You will feel a warmth and it's, it's gonna be in your, in your hands. You'll begin to feel that. As a sign, some of you will even sense a shiver. Father, in the name of Jesus, let those be signs that you are real, that you're calling them into a place of relationship. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your love. Receive the love of God. Let his love transform you. Let his love change you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask right now, That those that are reaching out, I hear the Lord saying this, that no more condemnation. Stop condemning yourself. Stop accusing yourself. You are loved by God. You are a son and a daughter and your best days, they're ahead of you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, as they are reaching out to you right now, I cut anything that is keeping them earthbound. In the name of Jesus, I renounce depression of you, failure. I break every connection with your past. Every generational curse is broken in the name of Jesus, and I release you. Some of you, you will begin to send chains falling. Some of you, you're even hearing the sound of chains falling. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I release the power of your love and your presence over them right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, my love. Thank you. This was wonderful.
0: Absolutely. And man, they brought tears to my eyes when you said that you're hearing him say no more condemnation. No
1: more condemnation.
0: No more condemnation. Because that is at the that is at the heart of mainstream.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, Nella. Yes. And it's
0: heartbreaking because that's not what any of it means. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. 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 I mean, I didn't say that in the interview, but I remember once praying for, we were having a meeting and this man comes in and he's gay and he was sick. And um, he came and he said to me, Can you pray for me? And I remember everyone staring at me with anger. Are you going to pray for him? And there's no way he's going to get healed. He needs to repent. So I remember me and my husband, we embraced him. And we just released the power of God over him and he got healed. And then they were like, how did God heal him? He's not even a Christian yet. Yeah, but God is unconditional love. It's the love of God that brings a person to that. It's not when I tell him, God is conditional. Repent first. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what it is, Nella, but there's such love. Even as I'm ministering, like speaking to your Maybe that word was even for you. I don't know what it was, but you are a glorious daughter. Glorious oh, i crying. <laughs> Do not let any, anything put you down. Do not even believe a lie that, you know, I've made mistakes or no, 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 no. Oh, man. No, I, yeah. I mean, I personally
0: don't struggle with that. What it is, I feel like my heart's breaking for those who experience that because there's just I mean this the story about the gay man and and the and that it's like I've seen so much of s- stuff like that and it's just not it's not right <laughs> you know and and I th- I think that's ultimately why I do what I do you know mm-hmm. is to show that that God isn't mainstream that God isn't about condemnation that there isn't boxes to check in order to be loved and and I feel like the near-death experience community and just, it, it's a really great eye opener, you know, for, to realize that things aren't as they seem, how, how they have been taught to us, how we have been conditioned to believe this mainstream white and black, no supernatural, like just study the history over and over and over again. And that the apostles were just, a uh, blip in history and that there aren't prophets, that, that these things, that miracles don't happen anymore, or, you know, like, it's just, I really feel like this hearing testimonies of people who have had spiritually transformative experiences, who have had, um, near death experiences, who have encountered God (laughs) and the love and, and just that expansive experience is really helping so many people to recognize that what we are that we are stepping into a new era essentially of our perception on yes. the spirit on our souls on consciousness and
1: I'm here for it <laughs> and and you know what god this is what i this is the word they have for you God will supernaturally, you know, expand your platform. This is the thing, expand your platform. Because, you know, you, you know how tough it can be to, ex- to have a platform on social media. But when God's on this, on something, you watch him, you watch him just blow it up because what you have is on his heart. And there are so many people now struggling, you know, and it's like we put them in a box, and in, not just a box. We put them in a corner. It's like you don't believe the way I believe. You're out, right? You know, this is not. This is not what. This is not what Jesus was. So why are we like that? You know what I'm saying? So get ready to see God take you to places, Nella, and get ready. Get ready. No more condemnation. I want to stop it all in the whole
0: world. (laughs) Amen. That was so good, my love. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this episode, please consider leaving a review. And don't forget to share the link with somebody who can appreciate this message. Blessings to you all. And I hope to catch you on my next episode.